This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas and their holiday weekend. It was chock full of football all the way into the final game. Last night, finishing week 16. Ravens at 49ers. And what a statement game it was. On every level, it was a statement game. Two best teams, the two best records going at it. Prime time, Sunday night. And it was all Ravens. And I said, uh, leading up to the game, that the 49ers would have trouble against the Ravens' matchup zone defense. So the number one ranked defense in the league for a reason. Um, they play what we call a matchup zone where they don't, they, they, they end up manning up depending on who comes into their zone. And then they, they basically match up with them. But you don't know where they're going. And you don't know, and the advantage they have by playing this matchup zone is all 11 defensive players have their eyes on the quarterback. So wherever Brock Purdy eventually has to set his feet and make a throw. So by the time he sets his feet and starts the throwing motion, all 11 people are moving towards the ball. So if you look at the first interception to Debo Samuel, the first of five, they're not all his fault. But like Troy Aikman said last night, and Troy was right, they all fall on the quarterback, whether his arm gets tipped or the ball gets tipped or whatever, falls on the quarterback. So Brock Purdy throws four interceptions. But the first one was uh, what we call a divide. And Debo Samuel was going right down the middle of the field. And they've got two safeties deep in the, standing on the end zone line. We call it 10 toes on the line. Both Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton have their feet right on the goal line. They want to keep everything in front of them. So on the play – Really, there was nobody on Kyle Hamilton's side of the field was threatening him. So immediately his eyes started coming back to the quarterback and back inside. And when Brock Purdy let the ball fly to Debo Samuel, he thought he was inside Marcus Williams and he had a touchdown throw. And probably in almost every game he played this year, except maybe Cleveland, it probably would have been a touchdown. And against Baltimore, Kyle Hamilton's eyes, he saw the whole play the whole way. All he had to do was jump in front of the ball. And so they make, you know, McCaffrey can run for 100 yards, and they can do certain things against him. 
Well, and, 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 team, and look, the, the 49ers had 420 yards of offense. But ultimately what happens is it's, they're just hard to score against. And in order to complete passes and move the ball consistently, your quarterback has to be deadly accurate, deadly perfect. The routes, you got to catch everything. Like the Rams did a good job against the Ravens uh, three weeks ago. They put up 31 points. And Stafford and his receivers were awesome. They just don't give you any room for error. Plus, they have great team speed. Plus, they have concepts. Plus, they blitz a lot. Like, the second interception was basically Brandon Stevens coming off the corner, uh, the slot, the receiver. And Marlon Humphrey blitzing from the other corner. And Stevens got his hand up in the air, tipped the ball, and Marlon Humphrey intercepted it. So, right, he got right in the passing lane. So, they do a lot of things to you. And the 49ers found out that this offense that looked unstoppable suddenly became very stoppable. And so it's about matchups. Like, I don't know what other team right now playing would give the 49ers that kind of problem. But the Ravens, if they played again tomorrow, it would give them problems. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would adjust certain things. But what happens is the 49ers and the Miami Dolphins and some of these teams that play that style, they have emotion a shift, a new formation every single play, pre-snap. So all the motions and all the shifting that San Francisco does, if you're a man coverage, it can be very confusing. And they get a lot of wide-open receivers. But if you're a zone team and you're a matchup zone team and a spot-drop team, you're not fooled by any of that stuff. So you, you can still motion and shift and you can do all this stuff. And at the end of the day, they, they just play. They just, they, they're just playing, and then they're reacting. If it's run, they're getting off the block. They're stacking, shedding. They're, they're getting into their – you know, they're hitting their run fits. If they're not running and they're dropping back, whether it's play action, whatever, uh, roll protection, whatever it is, they're getting to their drops, and they're getting to their spots. And now they're – all 11 eyes are on the quarterback. And it was – you could practice against it, and I'm sure Brock Purdy – uh, had a good, you know, had a good idea about what it was going to be like, but it's different when you see it full speed. Lamar Jackson, I said last week, in a league full of stars, he's the biggest star. And last night, if you're around the 49ers team and you see Christian McCaffrey and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, and you see all of these stars, they're stars. Trent Williams. You go around the league and you see stars. You know, you just – Lamar is the biggest star. And he proves it every week. And last night, um, whether it was scrambling for first downs for 30 yards, whether it was scrambling in the pocket to find Gus Edwards for 30 yards, it, his ability to keep his eyes down the field and never drop his eyes, no matter what you're doing, whether Nick Bosa's coming around the edge or – you know, you get a guy like Javon Hargrave coming right at him. His eyes are down the field. And he sees play, he sees, he sees what you're doing. And he finds the, the open receiver. The touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, okay, against Jason Verrett was a prime example. He doesn't have anything on his initial drop. He starts maneuvering in the pocket, breaks out of the pocket because of his elite, not just speed, but his elite first step quickness to separate from a defender. 
and keep his eyes up and to see Aguilar really uncover from Brett right in front of the pylon of the end zone was prime example. So Lamar is the biggest star. But they drafted Zay Flowers, I think, with the 21st pick. You know, there was a string of four straight receivers taken in the draft. And Zay Flowers was in that group of four guys taken. And for a long time, the Ravens didn't draft very well in the first round. They had a lot of guys that just didn't work out. But Zay Flowers has worked out. And part of it is Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator. He has a lot of short short throws, hitches, stops, you know, uh, all those kind of just short, quick throws, RPOs, run pass options, where it's short throws, long runs. And then there's Zay Flowers, who has – I call him uh, the, the Zay Hay kid in honor of Willie Mays. Uh, I call him – uh, the whoop whoop kid, because when he gets the ball, it's just whoop whoop. He just makes people miss. Like he he catches a little hit screen on the outside, and man, there goes you know Tig. There goes Jair Brown missing. There goes Fred Warner missing. Next thing you know, he's got ten yards. Um, he leads the team in receptions. He caught a touchdown, his fifth touchdown pass last night. Um, he's slippery. He's got incredible first step quickness. He can play outside. Because of his ability to separate, he can play inside. You can put him in motion. You can RPO him. There's so many different ways to get him the ball. And they just keep finding ways to get him the ball. And he's really turned out to be a really good, not just number one draft pick, but a number one draft pick where the coordinator, Todd Munkin, really knows how to use his skills. And then Lamar really knows how to get the ball to him. Whether it's he's the primary receiver or it's a classic Lamar Jackson scramble, uh, and then who can uncover? What's the play after the play? Let's get the ball to them then. They are a uh, they're a very good team. They have two tough games left, no question about it. You know, um, they got two tough games. All right, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but I would expect that that defense, no matter who they play, is going to be difficult for anybody that has to defend them. The Miami Dolphins will have trouble. Um, moving the ball against this defense. It will help that Tyreek is there. But the idea that you could just run Tyreek on a motion and just throw it over everybody's head, I don't think that's going to happen, although we'll see the status of Kyle Hamilton. Looks like he might be out. Um, but Geno Stone uh, is tied for the league lead with interceptions. With Well, he's at the top with six interceptions. Leads the Ravens with six. So he'll, he'll step in nicely and play their scheme. I think the other game that we have to talk about today is the Raiders and what they did to Kansas City. Um, we know we saw a 14-point turnaround. We saw two touch defensive touchdowns scored within a matter of 10 seconds. And the game going from 7-3 to three to 17-7, to seven, and the game blew open for the Raiders. But they made both plays. The Chiefs, because they don't have a, they don't have a very good passing attack, and they don't make a lot of throws on timing. And they can't get big chunk plays down the field the, one, the way they once did for the first seven years of Mahomes' career. They have to go to a logic gadget plays. And the first gadget play basically had Isaiah Pacheco step over the shotgun with Mahomes next to him. And it was going to be some kind of rouse down. So it looked like it was going to be Pacheco gets it, turns around, hands off to Mahomes, and Mahomes looked like he was either going to run a pitch option to Richie James on the outside that might have gone or some sort of a boot and maybe throw across the field to Travis Kelsey. You don't know because 
the snap and the handoff between uh, Pacheco and Mahomes was fumbled and Blau. Nichols picks it up and rambles into the end zone. The next play, for the second week in a row, Jack Jones picked off a quarterback and ran it back for a touchdown. It was a roll right protection. He's thrown it to Justin Watson on the outside. Looks like it was just going to be a little stop route in front of uh, Jack Jones. Jack Jones put his left foot in the ground and broke on that ball. That guy's got skills. He's really a skilled player. Um, that's two weeks in a row now. He's had a pick six. And just like that, in 10 seconds, the Raiders went from down 7-3 to up 17-7. But more than that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Antonio Pierce has made a big difference. He's just made a big difference. And it starts, I think, with Antonio Pierce and his leadership and belief in his players. I had Max Crosby on one of my uh, podcasts a couple weeks ago. And it was after they they'd won the first two games with Antonio Pierce. And they, the competition they played against wasn't very good. And, you know, you're just throwing a softball at Max. Hey, Max, and this is my question, Max. Max, do you have everything in the locker room you need to turn this season around and make a run to the playoffs? And he said, absolutely. And it, with Antonio Pierce's leadership, we do. And I, I didn't roll my eyes. I wouldn't do that to Max Crosby. But I, I kind of questioned whether they, had, whether they had enough. Well, you look at their defensive line right now, and it starts with Max, but you look at Bilal Nichols. You look at Richardson. You look at Malcolm Koontz, Tyree Wilson coming on. You look at all the guys they have. Darn if they don't play hard. Spillane and Diablo at the inside linebacker position. You look at their safety position and what they have. You look at um, Hobbs and Amik Robertson and what they have on the corners and how they're playing and how they're, keep, they're not breaking down in the back end and how well they're tackling and winning the line of scrimmage, and shutting down the run. The Raiders are making a great run. Now, they're, they're a long ways away. They're 7-8. and eight. They got two games to play. And who knows what's going to happen? Or, yeah, 7-8. and eight. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But Antonio Pierce has made a difference. And honestly, if I was Mark Davis right now, I don't even know if I would play the game the season out. I know how they're going to play. I know they're going to play to the whistle. I know they're going to play hard. I know they're going to play a lot smarter than they had. I know they, they have a chance. Let me just, just check one thing here. Yes, the Raiders play at Indianapolis and home to Denver. They could easily finish 9-8, and eight, and who knows? Maybe they win the division. Maybe they make the playoffs. I don't know. But I just feel like Antonio Pierce is the right guy for that job. You go out there, and, you know, you could go talk to Mike McDonald in Baltimore and Ben Johnson in Detroit, and you talk to all these guys. I don't think they're going to find a better candidate that understands that culture that's been there, um, that understands the fans, grew up in Compton, a Raiders fan. It's got the pulse of the team, going with the rookie quarterback, drafted in the fourth round, winning games. And I thought it started with Max Crosby and how hard he practices. And I, don't, I know for a long time people just thought, oh, man, that's just Max being Max. 
But I think a lot of guys are practicing like Max now because that a lot of guys are playing like Max. They're making plays across the field. They're hustling their butts off. Adam Butler just chasing everything down. Like, they're making a difference. And I thought Max, I thought his energy and how he plays the game, which is full metal jacket, every play, every game, every year, is contagious. And it's great to have a leader like that. He's their man of the year uh, candidate this year. I hope Max, uh, there's a lot of great candidates. I I would, I would cast my vote for Max, the way he's turned his life around, what he's doing in that Las Vegas community. But I'm just here to give a ringing endorsement to Antonio Pierce in what he has done and what the Raiders are accomplishing. Anyways, that's that's the best football show. I'm Baldy at NFL. Find me on Twitter and uh, X and uh, Threads and uh, Instagram and YouTube and right here where you get your free Odyssey app. I'm here every day. I'll be here tomorrow talking about week 17 and some other findings as I get through the film study a little late with Christmas uh, yesterday, kind of catching up on some of these games. But looking forward to this coming week, Cincinnati going into Kansas City, obviously going to be a big game. You know, Detroit going to Dallas, going to be a big game. Miami, Baltimore, I mean, there's some huge, huge matchups. This weekend, we want to start looking ahead into week 17. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. 